and welcome to this episode of Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning to you all. Destinations. Destination is defined in the dictionary as a predetermined end of a journey or voyage, or the ultimate end or purpose for which something is created or a person is destined. Destination is about the end point. Now, for many years, part of my anxiety was all about destinations, the place we were all heading, striving for each destination, waiting for each destination to be reached. Whether it was the next payday, or the end of the week, or the end of the school holidays, or the end of winter, or the end of the exam season, you get the picture. Each destination brought temporary relief until another destination was required. So the payday was great for a short while, Then I was on that platform waiting for the next train to take me to the next destination, the next payday. Many of us do this. We are so caught up in where we're going that we stop living in the now. The items we have to do on our to-do lists, whether written down or not, take focus, take everything, all of our attention. And ticking them off becomes our destination. There are lots of cliches about life being a journey. But journeys, I think, are a bad metaphor, as most journeys that we take in our lives are about the destination. They're a way of getting where we are going. It's as if we are all wishing the days away to the next big event, experience or goal. What if there is another way? What if instead of destinations, we label things differently, see things differently, experience things differently? Live every day as it was your last, another quote or cliche widely used. But do we ever do this? What would that look like for you? What I'm absolutely sure of is that everyone would see things differently, put different meaning on their activities. Even as I'm thinking about this, my perspective is changing. We have things in our lives that definitely wouldn't matter if we were living our last day on earth. Jobs wouldn't matter, household chores wouldn't matter, and many of the mundane and routine things would be dropped quickly. For me, I definitely wouldn't be thinking about my ironing. I try not to anyway, but... Or my to-do list, the great big to-do list that I've got for my household things, but also my work. But I don't think this quote is suggesting we drop all things that keep order in our lives, or neglect our income sources. I think it's saying... a about noticing everything, doing everything with intention. As a hypnotherapist, I come across many people who are convinced that they couldn't possibly go into a trance. But the truth is, most of us live in a constant trance, totally unaware of much of what is going on around us. This has been like this for decades, but more so now with, with social media. How many people do you see sitting across tables in bars or restaurants, on their phones, or perhaps at the beach or walking down the street? I noticed this at Christmas, that at one point everyone in our family group had resorted to their phones or tablets instead of talking or interacting with the the people sitting right next to them. We go into trances or daydreams or hypnotic states all the time and miss out on so much. When I was a teenager, we didn't have mobile devices, and I am so glad about that. The idea of having my escapades captured for all eternity in photos or videos 
send shivers down my spine. I definitely prefer to keep all of my embarrassing moments in my head and nowhere else. You see, the past or future doesn't actually exist. It did, or it will, but only in the present moment. Which is a bit of an oxymoron, because it won't be the past or the future when it is the present moment. Hence why the past and future don't exist. It's like also saying tomorrow never comes, because when what we perceived as tomorrow arrives, it's actually today. Our experiences from the past are memories. Our visions of the future are just that. They're made up and not real. They're just a vision, a dream, an idea. We only actually have the now. Many years ago, I took my children to see the Pokemon movie. It was 1999, and I just can't believe that that is 23 years ago. We got settled in the cinema, like you do, and watched the inevitable previews, which always added another list of films that my children wanted to see. We had our drinks and popcorn at the ready, and the film finally started. My son had been collecting the Pokemon cards for a while, and apparently a game could be played with these cards, as well as the never-ending activity to find swaps and search for particular cards with other collectors. I didn't understand it. It all looked too complicated to me, and it was likely to be another fad that would fade out and be replaced with another. So I really didn't waste my attention on it. Anyway, so this movie had these weird animated characters with equally weird names, zapping and challenging each other in all sorts of ways. But I didn't watch it. I was there, hearing the incredibly loud noises and music. I saw the bright colours and the action on the screen in front of me. But I didn't watch it. I cannot remember anything about the movie because I wasn't there. My destination on that day was where we would be after the movie. That was where my attention was. I missed the whole movie because I was in the future, caught up in the destination, in a trance, hypnotic state, whatever you want to call it, but I wasn't there. I wasn't taking in my present experience. I was in this hypnotic trance, in my head, lost in thought, planning our next experience. I did this a lot. Always thinking of the next thing, the next task, considering anything that may go wrong, then planning in case it did. You see, I was fixated by the destination, all the places we were going, all the endings. But even then, I didn't experience them because I had already moved on to the next destination. We need to plan things in life. Leaving everything to chance wouldn't be helpful. We would get to dinner time and and notice that there was nothing in the fridge because we hadn't gone grocery shopping. Or we would sleep late in the morning and be late for work or miss the plane to go on holiday. Or indeed not have a holiday because just turning up at the airport hoping for a flight to where we want to go and then arriving at the destination hoping to get a good hotel is unlikely to be productive. But we can plan consciously, give over time to do that. We've all fallen into bad habits because of technology. When I was at school, the internet didn't exist. Well, for normal people like me, it didn't. So if I wanted information, I had to pick up a book at home or go to the library. And that needed a time slot, a time where that was what I was doing. Or if I was out with friends, probably up to no good, 
no photos so no one will ever know. That's what I was doing. Not surfing the web, looking at memes or photos or being distracted by wondering what else was going on or what somebody else was doing. I was just there doing what I was doing. Having conversations with my friends, lighting fires on the beach, climbing trees or whatever. Today, however, we have so much information at our fingertips. We have information overload. We live in a virtual world most of the time. Netflix, Prime, Disney Plus, etc. Or Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and a whole host of other platforms, some of which I'm aware of, but most I am not. We're in a trance, lost in our thoughts, so much of our lives. Whether it's planning or worrying or remembering, we lose out on living. What activity do you do that you really notice? For me, I like to go sailing. My phone stays in my bag. I talk to the other people on the boat. I enjoy the sea and the weather, whatever it may be at the time. And I switch off from technology. And the other time for me is when I spend time with my grandson, watching how he learns and investigates everything and puts most things in his mouth. But he's curious, completely present in the moment and excited about everything, even a a speck of dust, although he doesn't like getting dressed. He's not too keen on that one. Babies and children are great to learn from. Their attention is always in the now. That's because they haven't developed the ability to go somewhere else. Their brain's not developed in that way yet. Now, many people meditate or practice mindfulness, which are two amazing things to help you focus and drop away worries and stresses. But my challenge to you is to see how much of your day during your normal activities, you can stay totally present, focused on what you are doing and not escaping into your thoughts or drifting into a trance and seeing a different world. All the everyday things like washing the dishes or loading the dishwasher, perhaps a report for work or providing your undivided attention when listening to your partner. And I mean really listening. Or how about watching a TV programme or film without checking your phone or thinking about something completely unrelated? It's actually much harder than you think. We've got into some really bad habits But with practice, it does get easier and life does become more rewarding when we do this. Let me know how you get on. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.